Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Aaron Woodman. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Joe. I'm really happy and excited to talk to you because you have a very interesting story, both from how you got started and then also the successful ride you've had in real estate and what you continue to do. A little bit about Aaron. I don't want to steal all your thunder, um, but I, I'll, I'll give a high-level overview. You sold over $200 million in real estate. You're currently the LA Operations Manager at the Boutique Real Estate Group located in Corona Del Mar, California. And I know we have a lot of best-ever listeners who are located in California because I can view the stats for people who download the podcast. So this is going to be super relevant for um, everyone who's living in California and then also you know, people who are not um, and want to you know, learn more about how to invest and have success in real estate. You've also had a property management company that oversaw 1,600 units. You're also a current investor who uh, has a portfolio of $20 million with uh, 50 to 60 units. And uh, the, the interesting part, if that's not interesting at this point, which it is, but even more interesting than that, uh, in my opinion, is that you got a real estate license when you are in high school and you started selling homes before you even graduated. That's crazy. And I, I think that type of mentality certainly um, – uh, lends itself towards success in the future, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So, Aaron, with that being said, can you give the best ever listeners more information about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, um, kind of a three thousand view of where I'm at and how I. You kind of mentioned it, but I got uh, when I was 17 years old. I really got interested in real estate. Uh, maybe even a little bit before that, I had uh, was part of a Rotary Club. And there was a gentleman in that that had a commercial real estate company. And I always wanted to go back and ask him what he saw in me and gave me an opportunity to get into the business. But my first job was sweeping huge warehouses. And I realized after about a week of doing that that my hands are not made for sweeping. And he had this agent that came and showed this warehouse. And he showed up in this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful car. And uh, it was a Maserati. And being 17, seeing this guy that looked like he was 22 have this Maserati really speak my interest. And I asked him what he did, and he said that he sold the building that I was sweeping. And it definitely piqued my interest. I went back to the owner of the business and said, I want to learn what you're doing. And he's like, well, you need to get your real estate license. And that kind of just started it. And my birthday's in February. I got my real estate license on my day of my birthday. And um, you know, as my friends were doing all the high school things. I was negotiating deals and getting deals done, trying to build up money. And uh, my other motivation was my dad worked the same job for 42 years, got up at four o'clock in the morning, didn't get home until six. And I knew that I didn't want that career. I wanted to have a, a wife and a family. 
it propelled me to where I'm at now. And now I'm the LA operations manager for Boutique, which is a luxury brand. I really feel like the leading luxury brand in the market right now. And uh, we're doing some great things here. Let's talk a little bit about your portfolio. What do you invest in? So I invest in um, mostly higher end uh, properties. I don't, I'm, I used to invest in thirty, forty thousand dollar homes and try to make ten thousand or twenty uh, percent on it. Now I'm very much more strategic. I try to go anything over a million dollars um, to buy and leverage um, and to flip it. And uh, it's just a totally different buyer. I don't get the flakiness. Um, I'm not doing as many as I was doing, uh, obviously, in a year. Uh, when I started in the business, and actually, um, I told you briefly, uh, the day that I graduated high school, I bought my first income property and moved in it and did the work all myself. And through this whole entire uh, last 14 years, I really realized that I can't do everything. And you know, everyone has a specialty, and mine is numbers, and everything else I have other people do. Can you give an example of what one of the high-end million-dollar flips looks like from a number standpoint? Yeah, from a number standpoint, I will pick something up in the eight hundred and fifty thousand is kind of the sweet spot uh, for me, um, and I'm going to put about uh, about a hundred into it. So if you do the do the math, uh, putting a little bit more than 10% into, into the home, but I'm going to be selling that home at about 1.5, 1.6. So I'll more than double my investment or pretty close to 200% return on my money on that point is, is, is what I'm doing. And those deals are still out there. My competition for those deals are so much less than when I was trying to flip 50,000, $100,000 homes. Uh, but it's fewer. Um, you know, I was flipping between 100 homes and 120 homes a year. Now I'm flipping between 10 and 15 homes, and it's something that I can manage with everything else that I have going on. Do you identify markets outside of California, or do you stick to your backyard with these properties? I imagine there are plenty of them in your backyard. <laughs> there are plenty in my background, uh, in my backyard, um, but I, I do. Uh, venture out outside of my backyard. And what I've been doing and is I've really built a database of names. My goal every day is to meet 100 people, uh, well, regardless of where I'm at. I'm getting ready to jump on an airplane and go into New Orleans here uh, today. But I, I meet people and people are constantly reaching out to me and telling me about deals. And if it looks good on paper um, and I know someone in that particular town or city, um, I just did a flip back in Chicago where I spent the last eight years because I knew a guy there um, that can manage it and oversee it. And uh, it doesn't necessarily I, – I don't have to be there. Uh, I think a lot of investors are so worried about it. They're afraid that something's going to happen. I've just – the hands-off or uh, an arm-length uh, transaction for me and deal has done really well because I've surrounded myself with people that I trust and can get the job done. Um, 
How do you meet 100 people a day, every day? <laughs> so it's more or less a mindset for me. I'd be lying if I say I get up every day and meet 100 people. But like yesterday, I know I made met about 88 people, 89 people, I think. I'd have to count the business cards. But I really give a business card to get a business card back. And I try to have six meaningful conversations every day. And the 100 is just kind of uh, – it is in my head of that I'm trying to find every opportunity, whether it's Sally at the grocery store, whether it's Jim uh, at the at the gym that I meet someone. I'm just looking at opportunities. I think so many times we get stuck looking at technology and the new iPhone six, which is sitting right next to me. I, I, I'm even used to. I mean, even myself, I get so carried away and I look at it. I just don't look at who's around me. And so it's just something meaningful for me that I try to find every opportunity to meet people. And I say, I tell people, you know, if, if I can plant a seed in someone's life and make a difference, and I can tell you story after story of things that have happened because I was just present in the moment. Um, you know, if you follow me on Facebook or anything else, I, I share a lot of those stories and I plant the seed and see what happens when you water it. Some turn into really great friendships. Others turn into really great business relationships and sometimes they turn into deals because as I said yesterday uh, on my Facebook wall, I've known someone since I was three years old. She reached out to me because she knows that I'm in real estate. She has uh, a deal back, uh, back east and you know it, it's not a flip, it's not an investment but I'm still going to make 20 to 30% on a referral on that and that's money in my pocket. If you ever meet a gym at a gym, you've totally got the opening line for that. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a slam dunk conversation. <laughs> that is a slam dunk conversation. But it doesn't have to – people think that I like – it has to be – you have to have a, a script or something else like that. You know, how many times you go through your day, you see someone, you don't even ask them how they are, you know, and, and not to toot my own horn, but, um, you know, last night, a military family was at a restaurant I try to go over and and say thank you to every time I see a, a gentleman in uniform or a gentleman that has a hat so that he served on, on a vessel. I really try to go over and, and thank them for their service. And I think if more people did that, I just think the world would be a better place. Um, and I I just, I'm like I said, I can't say it enough. I just look for every opportunity to go over and meet people and talk to people. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm a politician, um, but it's not about that. It's about really just wanting to help people and just give them a smile. Aaron, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Don't be afraid to move on. Um, if And I learned it really on is don't be trying to pick up pennies and nickels when there's quarters and quarters and dollars that you could be chasing. Um and I alluded to it earlier, I know what my skill set is and I know what it's not. And uh, so many times we think that we're going to, by doing work in a particular house ourselves or just doing it ourselves on a particular project, um, it's going to save us money. It ultimately does not save us money. Um, and so many times we just chase after those pennies and try to save those pennies. Not to say that it could save us money, but there's so much more opportunity. And also when I'm closing or get a flip done, in negotiations, it's the same thing. 
So that's just something in the back of my head. I don't, I don't sweat the small stuff, I guess you could say. Um, I move on and try to find other opportunity and maybe make the next million on another deal, not on the deal that I'm on. Can you so. give Can you give an example? Yeah, I, I'll talk, my first house that I ever flipped when I was 18 years old. You know, I bought it for uh, fifty thousand dollars cash, and I put uh, probably three thousand, four thousand into it. And um, you know, I had an offer for uh, seventy five thousand on it. And I didn't take it thinking that I was going to get more money. Well, I waited another month and a half. Nothing happened. Two months went by. Three months went by. And I it ended up being six months that I had that house before I got that next offer. And I think about all the money that I lost and the missed opportunity that I could have used that money and done something else. I didn't because I was worried simply over a couple thousand dollars in negotiating. And... Um, it was a hard first lesson to learn, but you know I learned it, and from that moment on, I said, "I'm not. If I have an offer, I'm going to work with that offer and try to make it happen. I'm not going to just walk away from from it and um, sweat it." So, yeah, because if you make that same decision with the million dollar homes, then you times that that loss of income by about fifteen. Well, exactly, and and people. I still see it. I still see it on the buy side right now of um, homeowners. You know, they they have an asset. I offer them say seven hundred thousand. They're holding out for seven oh five. I'm like, really? You're holding out for five thousand dollars more? Like, just sell it and move on. It's it's not worth it. I mean, it's not worth it. Now, fifty, sixty thousand. That's a different story. But five thousand. At that price point, isn't isn't worth holding on to. I just don't let that affect. I just move on. I just move on from it. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. Best ever book you've read? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it? I, I have two. Meeting M on a tr- uh, her, I call her M on a train. She was a drug addict, and using that opportunity on the train to change her life, um, and for her not to go and get her heroin uh, dose for the day and tell her that she needs to go back to her family. And that's what I'm saying about opportunities. The other big life business thing that really changed my life is um, I took a job in Chicago thinking that I was going to be on Michigan Avenue. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with Michigan Avenue. And the it's basically like Rodeo Drive out here. I thought that's where I was going to be, but it wasn't. It was in Inglewood. And if you search Inglewood, Chicago, you'll see that it's not necessarily the nicest place and definitely not a place that you want to live if you're a 25 white, 6'2 blue eye male. Uh, it is gang infested, drug infested. Anyways, I got put there, 303 unit building, lived with Johnny Cockroach and Jimmy the Rat. So I can tell you more about that story, but it was definitely a growing experience for me. For each of those specifically, what did you learn? Uh, the thing about M was that it doesn't matter who it is. You just need need to say something. I, I don't. Tr- I try not to miss any opportunity now to talk to someone, uh, regardless of what they look like, who they are. I always try to go that extra mile and try to talk to someone. And then what I learned in Inglewood was just a lot about myself and what I could handle. It was it was very it was a struggle every day. 
uh, of not wanting to be there and perseverance and wanting to to give up. I try to get out of there within the first 24 minutes of of being there uh, with my boss and whatnot. But you know, I realized that I couldn't back down from the challenge. And at the end of the day, it was actually one of the mo- one of the most proud things that I that I feel like I've ever accomplished of turning around that building and turning around that neighborhood. Best ever success habit you practice? Uh, I get up at 5.30 every morning and I work out. Uh, I start my day. I really believe the first 20 minutes of what you do with your day affects the rest of your day. And for me, it's getting up and being active, not looking at my phone, not looking at my emails, uh, but getting out and being active really impacts and I think adds to my success because I'm able to sustain it throughout the day. In order to wake up at 5.30, what time do you go to bed every day? Every night, I go to bed at about uh, about eleven o'clock. Best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I've done. Uh, quick story: I uh, used to dress up as Elvis, and, and I know this lightning round. So, uh, dressed up like Elvis, had a girl come in uh, with her mom, uh, bridal show, and uh, make a long story short, they did a lease. But after five years in the business. It was $42 million that they bought. Best deal I ever did. Huh? Tell me. I, I heard Elvis, $42 million <laughs> and Elise. It's, light, what? it's, a, light, it's a lightning round. So well, yeah, but what, help, help me make sense of what you just said. So, so this girl came in. Uh, I was at a bridal show. I dressed up as Elvis. My shtick was that I had uh, gave a free trip to Vegas. Girl came in with her mom and bridesmaids, saw me. Didn't know where she was going to be living with her uh, soon-to-be husband. They ended up uh, not being able to afford a house. They uh, did a lease. It was like $400 that they did with me. I stayed in touch with them. I did my follow-up, built a relationship with them over many years. They did a couple different other small homes. He got a huge promotion for a venture capital, actually uh, a hedge fund. And um, my la- one of my last deals that, uh, that I did before I sold my business uh, in Michigan was they moved into a $42 million house. That makes sense. <laughs> Best ever quote. Best ever quote. We get it right one day, but we get it wrong the very next day. Help me understand the meaning behind that. Uh, that every day starts new. And that you can't always ride the success of yesterday and bring it into tomorrow. It's a mindset that you need to have every single day. Um, and I think for myself, uh, you know, it's something that I struggle with. But I always try to start every day fresh and not necessarily worry about all the things that I've done in the past. Aaron, what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Uh I would say, um, you know, if, if you look at my bio, I, some people think it was a positive. Some people say a negative. I sold at the top of the market my my real estate brokerage that I had. I think that that started a, di- a downroll spin for myself personally. I, I think if I would have held on to it, I think I would have been uh, a better person because I would have seen it through that that time and trials um so i i look at that as, as oh a, i don't come on now what give me a better mistake than that you sold at the very top made a lot of money <laughs> come I on what, what's I the did. biggest mistake you've made in real estate uh I'm trying to think what the biggest mistake is there's so many 
you know, I, I think a big mistake is, it was, uh, was a job that I took that didn't last very long. And it was in development at, in the crash and surrounding myself with people that for a short period of time that didn't know what they were doing uh, and took and stole. And, um, you know, I think that was a bad decision. I, I really think that people need to do their research when they're, when they're associating themselves with people in real estate. I think there's a lot of shady people out there. Um, so that was a big mistake that I made. I lost a ton of money out of that deal. How, how do you do research on potential team members? You know, Google, everyone says Google, um, searching them there. It's really going and talking to people that they've worked with in the past. I asked for 10 people that they've worked with and I talked to them, but I also talked to the people. I go to try to do site visits if I can, um, see how they do, how they live their life. Uh, try to get to know them. You know, I really only do deals with people that I get to know. I, someone calls me randomly and says they have a deal. I don't even look at it. I really, really value relationships and friendships, and those are built over a period of time. They're not built by a phone call. I'm not. People aren't bringing me deals that I've just met off the street. It it, it doesn't happen that way. Aaron, what's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is AaronWoodman.com or Aaron Woodman. Um, I also have a website, AaronWoodman.com. You can go there and uh, reach out to me there as well. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and your business approach is fascinating with you know flipping million dollar homes and how you got to this point is uh, really inspiring and um, shows that you, know, you you have some some crazy work ethic and. Um, and a vision for the future, which is which is essential um, to have success. So thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe. 